Being a working parent means that I am always rushing to make sure things are done. You know what helps? The OFS concierge services. If I know my husband will be on a trip, I'll order dinner ahead of time and just take it straight from the OFS fridge when I go home with my child. One less thing to worry about. Or when I'm about to host a party at my house, I'll use Housekeeping Delphine to clean my house before or sometimes after the party. The best part is part of their fees go back to my child's teacher who deserves so much. I love that I am getting a service and also giving back to her. Check out the OFS website at www.oldfirehouseschool.com to find out more about the concierge services, which include school lunches, nanny services, and a family photographer. Welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. I'm Alexandra Dutton. A few weeks ago, we had Valentina Torres come to speak with us about the Circle of Security. The Circle of Security helps parents understand how to manage their relationships with their children using attachment theory as a guide. Here's Valentina. So the main idea is that we are the secure base and the safe haven for which our children can go either out exploring in the world or are welcoming coming to, meaning that they need the safe haven part. So they need uh, love, connection, understanding, attunement, and all that. And this uh, circle of going out and exploring the world and coming back to um, the parent is pretty much the, the essence of attachment. The essence of attachment is this circle. The child comes in and out of needing a parent or caregiver. They explore and play, moving away from us, but when they are tired or need support, they come back. Ideally, we are available to give them whatever they need when they come back, whether it's just joy at their joy, wow, look at that cool block tower, or comfort. You bumped your knee? Oh, let me give it a kiss. Now what happens when a child is away from you, when they're in the part of the circle that means they are exploring? One of the things we like to talk about is thinking about children as these loving cups. And so when we drop them off at school or, or we leave them somewhere else or just when they're starting their day, we usually have moments of connection in which we're filling up their loving cup. And then they go about and they explore their world, which is what we call the top of the circle is the exploration. They explore their world and stuff happens. They get disappointed. They don't get a toy. They trip or fall. And all of those um, experiences are what we would like to call like spilling a little bit. Their cup kind of empties. And um, and so then the bottom of the circle is, there, is them coming back to you to get their cup filled back up with. Uh, moments of either comfort or protection or you just delighting in, in them being sad because they also need to learn about emotions through us. I also really liked what you said about some children have bigger cups and some children have smaller cups. So the idea that some children will be able to go a lot longer without needing that check-in mm -hmm. or they'll able, be able to handle more disappointment or more conflicts versus another child who is going to more easily lose 
you know, their, their control or their self-regulation because of them having a, just a different sized cup because all of us are going to be different. Yeah, exactly. All of our cups are different, both us adults, both us as adults and parents and um, our children. And so we also need to be very mindful of what we're doing to fill our cup up, because what are we going to give our kid if we're having empty cups? And, And yes, some kids need more quicker, and some can go much longer without needing that check in or that um, connection piece. And it doesn't mean that they don't love us, but they just have bigger cups. Mona, our toddler room teacher, was especially interested in this idea of a loving cup. I love the idea of the uh, cup size, where uh, the child has a different size cup. Even the parent have a different size cup. Uh, what was really interesting for me to hear more would have been, what if it's in reverse? If the mom or dad has a small cup and the kids have this huge cup, and what would that look like? And when there are multiple children and understanding and reflecting on what kind of cup does that child have and what size cup the other child has and how do I meet their needs? All of our children are different. Even children in the same family can be very different. The metaphor of the loving cup helps parents to think about children in this way. Who needs me more often? Who needs extra hugs, extra affirmation? Who is going to look for me when he gets hurt? Is it okay if I treat my children differently because their needs are different? The answer is yes. Each child will need things from us that the other does not need. Our job is to give them what they need not what is fair. Also, take into account how much we adults need. What if you have a child who is happy to explore and play alone, but we want to kiss or cuddle or see what they're doing? Can we make sure to do it in a way that is not going to feel intrusive to your child? Some food for thought. So now Valentina is going to share another really interesting idea about shark music. So shark music is a concept in the circle of security where it's those emotions that come up within us based off of our children's emotions and those emotions that make us feel really uncomfortable. So they use the example of, of hearing the Jaws music soundtrack, the da-da, da-da, da-da. So that's, the, that's what we call shark music. And that happens when our children are engaging in behaviors that make us uncomfortable. And they make us uncomfortable for a variety of reasons. It could be because um, it's a behavior that we recognize in ourselves and we don't want them to have it. Or it could be a behavior that we weren't nurtured in as a child, you know, and our parents, we don't have enough experience of, of our parents being with us in, say, anger. And so whenever our child is angry, we start to hear our shark music. And what that means is that is our previous experiences cloud our judgment and our ability to access our empathic uh, selves with our children in that moment. And that's when we tend to either explode or disassociate or behave in ways that are unconducive to helping our children manage and organize their feelings in that moment. After the circle of security, it really resonated with me that they're going through their own stuff right now and they may not realize it. This is Lydia, a teacher in our preschool. A huge part for me is realizing that a lot of it is on me. 
You know, they're hitting people because they're frustrated. They're not hitting people to be mad. And it's my job to, to not get angry with them and meet that anger, but to, to let them know, like, you are feeling angry. And this isn't really a situation we need to feel angry about. We can talk instead. So shark music to me is when your child is doing something and you start to feel those feelings inside. You're starting to feel a little frustrated, annoyed, and you can think about the Jaws theme music. And when you realize that, you can kind of stop in that moment and reposition yourself. <laughs> reposition your brain waves to see what they're, what's going on with them. So you hear that music and you go, okay, I'm feeling it. What are they feeling? How can I help them in that moment? When we hear our shark music, we're no longer attuned to our child's needs. We are instead focusing on our own feelings of resentment, fear, or anger. Often the shark music comes up when our children present us with feelings that we are not comfortable with them expressing. For example, your child is starting to get angry that they are not getting to go to the park on a rainy day. We may feel annoyed about the situation that we can't change and at our child's reaction. So now we're not reacting to our child's anger with empathy or understanding. We are starting to react with anger to their anger, which solves nothing, of course. If we can be aware of our shark music, which may be influenced by our own experiences as children, then we can be more open to helping the children work through the emotions they are experiencing. When we react too often to our shark music instead of to the children's emotional needs, then something can happen called miscuing. Here's Lydia again. Another idea from the circle of security was this idea of miscuing. So it's a child giving off some type of emotion, whether they're sad or they're angry, and we are not interpreting that the same way they are. So if they're, say they're angry, and we get angry, and they start to notice we don't, we get angry when they get angry, and that might turn into something different for them. They're gonna think my parent is angry at me right now, and I can't show me being angry, so I'm instead going to start whining or I'm going to start hiding things or biting people or it turns into some other type of behavior that we don't necessarily want, but when they're miscuing, we don't really see that. Children attune to us and they learn how we react to them. If a child feels sad but knows that mommy doesn't like it when I'm sad, they miscue. They turn that sadness into inappropriate anger or into frustration. It seems to come from nowhere. If children aren't taught how to express their emotions in healthy ways, they may grow up turning those emotions into other things, which can leave us as parents unsure of what they're really feeling, what they actually need, and how we can help. Who knew parenting could be so hard? But Valentina left us with words of hope. There's a saying in the circle of security that, that says, you always want to be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. And what that means is, you know, being bigger and stronger to know when to set limits, when to take over when our children are in the throes of a tantrum, which can be really scary for them. When to know to treat them with kindness. And when to be wise to say, oh, they're having a moment, I need to step back, I need to lower my shark music and be there for them in whatever's happening for them. And understanding that, that you can make mistakes too. And that's the other concept um, that I love in the, the circle of security. They talk about being good enough. 
So it's not about being a perfect parent. There is no perfect parent. And so all we really need is to be good enough. And through their studies, they've actually shown that having uh, an attuned response just 30% of the time is enough to have a to develop and have a, a safe and secure and healthy attachment with your child. And so I think that's really helpful because you can make mistakes. And actually one of the things that I love that Circle of Security talks about also is that it's in the mistakes where uh, relationships can actually really deepen and when you can be uh, humble and ask for forgiveness or acknowledge your mistakes with your child. They actually call that rupture and repair in relationships. And it's very, very important and it happens all the time. And um, if we can be as parents a little bit more gentle with ourselves that we are gonna make mistakes and that we're not gonna be perfect, but that we have the opportunity to come back and check in and acknowledge and do it differently the next time can really actually deepen your relationship and make your child you know, respect you and um, and you're also teaching them really good lessons about life and how to be in a relationship. Being a good enough parent is enough. We can stop feeling guilty and beating ourselves up about all of the mistakes we make. We have to remember that we can be bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. And even if we make mistakes, it's okay. Mistakes can actually deepen our relationships when we can own up to them. We are so grateful to Valentina for sharing her wisdom and knowledge as it truly affected the way we work with children. Thank you for listening to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. Please subscribe to our podcast, give us a review, and share it with family and friends.